This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Anna Gandrabura. Anna is the founder of English for IT and English, co-founder of Hire Tool, Womanpreneur, and Change Leader. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Roman. Thanks for joining me. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? Uh, yeah, so hi, Roman. Thank you very much for having me here today. Um, I would like to share my experience of founding a company, being 21 years old. Uh, it was a long time ago, technically over 14 years now. Um, I'm Ukrainian, so this is where I live, and this is where I started my business. Uh, so when I was 21, I started work, like when I was 19, I started working as an English teacher. And, you know, like I... I liked it a lot. And six months into um, like working as an English teacher for a private school there, it was like, a, um, you know, English for adults there. Anybody could join. Um, I got promoted to being a school director. So I was like, wow, I'm not even 20 and I got promoted, you know. But then something happened to our boss. And uh, like, honestly, it was really hard. It, it got really hard working for, for this lady. So I decided to start my own school. And this is how I technically um, became, uh, became a businesswoman. Uh, so I just uh, had language school like everyone else. It was offline. You know, I was like working first with, um, with two other teachers. But then, you know, like I was so like, at, like, I mean, it was super, super average. And I was looking for something more. So I was like trying to find a niche, you know, where I could, you know, build my business around. And um, I really wanted to work in, um, you know, um, companies, you know, businesses. They would hire in Ukraine, for example, you know, business like companies that uh, work with the um, international um, clients, etc. Um, they would hire uh, English schools to come to their offices and train their employees so that they can communicate better with clients. So I was like, wow, this is what I need. So you know what I did? I was just uh, sending cold emails to all companies. I'm from Odessa, by the way, that's on the Black Sea. So I was just sending emails to all the companies that I could find online, um, you know, reaching out to them, offering my services. And you know what? Like one cold email, I think, worked because I got invited to a tech company. Well, back then I knew nothing about tech. And I was like, okay, I can do it. So, um, you know, they liked me. So I had to do like a demo day or whatever, demo lesson. So they liked me and I started working with the guys as like IT. Okay, great. So what do I, what, what do I start with? So I was like, okay, um, there is a English for information technology books online. So I got the book, I brought it to class and the guys were like, Anna, we know what mouse is. We know what like desktop is. So technically, uh, there was nothing available for me to use to teach these guys tech English, tech English and uh, you know, business English for tech communication. So I was like, wow, that's a lot of like work I have to do here. And, you know, like I really, really wanted to 
figure out the industry and, uh, you know, give people value. So I started learning IT. So I, I taught myself HTML and CSS. I bootstrapped a website and uh, it's actually a very interesting experience because although I did work in tech and with tech people, nobody wanted to uh, create a website for me. They were like, oh no, like probably like people were just not interested to spend the time. And then they were like, oh, this is going to be 5K, uh, $5,000. I was like, what? For a website? Seriously? So anyway, so that was a really cool experience for me because I, by learning things, uh, tech things, I figured out what IT is and what these like outsourcing world is because like technically, you know, the United States tech companies, they outsource um, a lot of out, they outsource a lot in Ukraine and I figured things out. So I was able to put together, like tailor my own curriculum for these guys. And this is how I got into, this is how I technically figured out my niche and started as English for IT. Because before that, uh, it was, it wasn't English for IT. I had a different name, just like English for everyone. And uh, yeah, so I started like working with tech people. Uh, but like I said, because there was no solution to their problem because what they needed they needed tech uh, communication like they need to they needed to improve their tech communication so that they can communicate with um foreign teams and clients so there wasn't anything available so i had to invent that myself uh looking for a solution for my client basically so this is how my journey with english for it started so it was like i rebranded my school back in um um uh, 2012 so technically english for it is it has been around for eight years now, nine years. And uh, my very first client is still with me, by the way. That very first company, they've been with me for nine years. They're actually, um, uh, they were, they're a big insurance company. Like they develop software for major insurance companies in the United States. So I had to also uh, learn some insurance terminology when teaching those guys back then. So that's how my journey started here. And, you know, um, this is like we're talking here about my journey, right? And how my story can be helpful uh, to our listeners here. Uh, I had a lot of naysayers when I started English Variety because everybody believed that that was wrong because that, that's a niche and like the audience is smaller than just teaching English to everyone else in the world. But like, I really, really had this like crazy thing about um, niche businesses. And I believe that if you pick the right niche and uh, you can, you know, you do the right thing, you can still earn money and you can still like, you know, grow your business. Uh, yeah, it's like, but, but you know, um, it's been nine years and tech industry nine years ago and now two different animals basically the audience is much bigger and it's going to grow you know so that's my um tip here for people who think that like their their niche is too small for example or they don't want to get into a niche business i believe that if you're passionate about something you should go for it and uh, you're gonna you, you're gonna be successful if you're persistent and consistent with what you do. But yeah, you like with me, uh, my journey was that I had to learn a lot, and this is a this is technically my um, life choice. Yeah, just to be a lifelong learner, regardless like how successful you are, you still have to learn. Because like if you admit that you 
know everything. This is probably the point when you go down, not up. So yeah, so like I had to learn a lot. I had to learn, a comp- I had to figure out a completely new industry for me. But that, that's, that's, uh, that was a great moment of growth. And uh, yeah, so that's, so my, my uh, say to the, to the audience is here that, um, you know, if you're passionate about something, um, you should definitely say no to all the naysayers and uh, just do your thing. Yeah. And I think it's important that obviously, like you said, in Ukraine, there's a lot of tech talent. A lot of stuff is outsourced outsourced to Ukraine. I know a lot of agencies, even in like web development design, I know some agencies where they have a U.S.-based project manager that speaks Ukrainian and Russian, and then they tell them what to tell the team. And then in turn, the team talks to them. So there's like a middleman. So avoiding all that back and forth in terms of communication can really uh, save time and really keep a project kind of on or at delivery and on direction. That's true. You know, um, in in 2016, I happened to... uh, to be working as a project manager for an American IT consultancy. Well, again, this is another motivation for all the non-native English speakers listening to this. If your English is really, really good, you can nail any job you want. Like I wasn't looking for a job. I had my business back then, but because like I was just starting out and growing and I was, of course, I was curious about everything in tech, you know, and I was uh, helping with the translation of a contract and uh, the CEO of that company, it was a small IT consultancy. He was like, Anna, would you like to work as a project manager for us? I was like, "Uh, I don't have any tech background. He was like, oh, you don't need, you don't need to have any tech background because we need you to talk to clients and you are one of us. And you know, when he said you're one of us, I was like, what does it really mean? But you know what it means? It means that like they can communicate uh, without like grading their language, without choosing, without thinking about what to say and how to say simple words, etc. So that this is, that's important for businesses so they want to save time they want to realize their roi here by hiring really really high skill talent and you know what i like keep hearing from people um in tech you know english speakers they love for example speaking about ukraine they love our tech talent they love our engineers but they hate their English. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's a strong word to say they hate their English, but like, this is the biggest constraint because like, it's, it's like you said, it's hard to estimate how much time you're going to spend doing a task when you have to go back and forth and you don't like, you, you cannot guarantee the communication is going to be flawless, successful, effective, you know? So it's better for a company to hire a person like me with great English skills Maybe with the, like, I have a disadvantage in my tech background, but I can, I can, you know, learn. So that was also a great experience for me. Like I said, like I had this opportunity to work as a project manager. Again, it was super difficult because it wasn't like something that I was doing uh, back then, but I wanted to try it. And uh, I worked um, back then. I worked with the guys before like nine months, but again, it was great experience for me in terms of I, after that experience, I developed another course, which is a um, English for IT communication course that focuses exclusively on client communication, multicultural uh, team communication, cross-cultural communication. So that was, that was awesome. I could learn it, but it was really, really difficult. But this is probably what um, uh, writing a business is like. 
it, it, it's not it's not supposed to be easy but um yeah but it's it's interesting it's interesting it's fun yeah and i think it's kind of gaining perspective or uh uh a direction from every experience every role like there's things that i got from you know doing jobs when i was like a teenager and still apply in terms of leadership and how to run a business so any kind of any job you take regardless if it's in your industry or not take something out of it in terms of that kind of knowledge and value that you can apply later on Absolutely. to whatever you do Absolutely. That's why um, another tip that I always give my audience, because a lot of people, I mean, for the past two years, I've been quite active on Instagram. Um, and, and a lot of a lot of people say that, you know, I motivate them a lot. And this, so this is what I tell them. If you if you see the opportunity, you should not like don't say no, try it, you know, because you never know if it's going to be something great for you or it's not going to work uh, worst case scenario it's not going to work okay you just had a you just had a like you know negative experience but that's fine so yeah it's important to say yes to things that happen to be on your way because a lot of people uh because of their of their mindset you know a lot of people are very negative about life and you know opportunity you know they believe that um depending on where you were born or who your parents are or, you know, things like this, uh, you have more opportunity or less opportunity, but this is not true. I mean, I'm from uh, a village near Odessa. I went to like a, just an ordinary school average. Yeah. I was an A student, but like, okay, I could have been an A student anywhere else. You know, uh, I didn't learn English in the States. I learned English in Ukraine in the village school. So it's like, you know, yes, yeah, so that's, that's, um, this is what you have to keep in mind. It's like, if you're open to the world and new opportunities, you can pretty much achieve anything. And of course, you might have to practice English. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm originally from Ukraine too, but I came to the U.S. when I was uh, four. So I was born in Lviv and I came over here. But even if you see in the U.S., so uh, U.S. tech companies, unicorn companies, a lot of those are founded by, you know, Eastern Europeans, first generation or the kids of immigrants from Eastern Europe. And I think it's just that kind of mindset. And when you have that mindset to keep learning and keep growing and like taking something from any experience, failure or otherwise, because it's not truly a failure if you take something and then apply it to your next project or your next challenge. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it, it's just important to keep learning and to be open to the world, uh, uh, take the opportunities on your way and you can do things. Yeah. Um, if we talk about like more on the business journey, um, I, like I said, I started, uh, I, I started English for IT and, um, um, I was, there was, there was like one, not not one that of course there have been a lot of mistakes that I've made. Uh, but there was like one thing that I um did wrong. So I started working uh, on English for IT exclusively. So I was like, okay, I'm not doing English for everyone at all. That was a mistake because when you do English for everyone, you get more English for IT. So that's another thing for people who are in the niche business, you know? Uh, yeah, your your main business is whatever your uh, industry is, but you can you might think there is something else uh, you can do in order to grow this like niche business. So um, two years ago, I started blogging on Instagram and people liked it. And um, I have this... Um, 
way of teaching English through stories where I just like see things and comment on them in English and they tend to learn something really fast and really something that they wouldn't be able to find in textbooks, you know? So they really liked it. And uh, this is this is when I started thinking, okay, um, I can also do English for everyone. So you see, I had this reverse engineering technically. <laughs> and uh, so I, this is how I started my project, English. This is English for everyone. But then again, um, I teach uh, with English. I don't. I teach only modern English and only things that I tailor myself. Like again, like I'm. Uh, people ask me like Anna, why are you so against uh, textbooks? You know, <laughs> I think they're boring. And for modern life and for modern pace of life, it's too. It's too slow, really. Like everything's moving so fast. Things are changing so fast. Like you can't. Like you. And you know this old school way of learning things where you have to. I take classes three times a week. You have to be in the group, etc. It's a, I think it's it's uh, outdated now. So anyway, um, and this is how I started English and uh, started teaching modern English to people. Um, and this is actually the moment where when my IT courses started also boosting, booming, and boosting. And uh, um, yeah, so uh, that's uh, that's how it started. That's awesome. So what motivates you to succeed? Obviously, those motivations may have changed over time, but what currently motivates you to succeed? Um, I think uh, people definitely motivate me to succeed. Uh, this feedback that I receive from my audience, and uh, I receive a lot of feedback, and I'm so uh, grateful for that because like, the majority of my audience is... Uh, Ukrainian and Russian speakers, you know, elsewhere in the world. And you know this, Roman, you probably know about this uh, Eastern European thing of giving feedback. We don't give feedback, right? We only give feedback when something is super, super bad, terrible. We don't like say uh, nice things to people when we like something, like unless like we have like, and they made, they made us do this. However, I, because I also like teach English and communication skills and cross-cultural communications, I basically educate people on different things. And I receive so much feedback. And sometimes like it's amazing because people uh, go through transformations, not only language transformation, but their mindset transformation. And this is something so like sometimes I do feel down, of course, like every other human being. I feel like sad or, you know, something goes wrong but like when i read this uh feedback from people and uh it's amazing so that's like the best reward and uh, also this like really motivates me another thing that motivates me is of course like creating something new and then then again you know um there was like one thing about me like i said i'm from the village i my parents are just ordinary ukrainians i mean we didn't go on vacations abroad we didn't go on uh to museums you know there's actually one or two museums in Odessa only, and they're super, super small there. But I really wanted to be creative, but I did not see this creativity in me. Like I, I couldn't even draw, paint as a, when, when in school. My, my stepdad would help me with that. And I was like, but like, I really want to understand art, to be like more artsy, etc. So what I did when I was when I started working and I could support myself to travel, to pay for my um, traveling, I would just go to every museum possible, buy art books, read them, you know, learn about um, artists and their paintings and their uh, works, etc. And I was able to develop this creativity in me. And you know what? Later on, I even took a course 
on Sketch. This is like Photoshop, but for Mac. So I was able to design some brochures and some, you know, marketing material. So this is um, this is a story to show people that if they think that they don't have a skill, this is probably because they haven't tried uh, to develop the skill and to train it. I, I believe that anyone can learn anything. It just depends how much time you have to spend on practicing this thing and how you practice it. It's the same with the language. A lot of people come to me and they tell me, oh, Anna, it's too late to learn a language now. I'm, you know what one woman said, I'm 39. Anna, what do you think? Can I still apply? Can I, can I go to university to learn, to, uh, to become an English teacher? I was like, yes. It's like, isn't that too old? I was like, uh, no, <laughs> why would it be if you want to do this? So yeah, so people think it's, they are too old. It's too late. Uh, the people believe that they don't have an ear for languages. They believe that they like so, so many things. They believe so many things, but this is all the mindset. That's why, Roman, uh, last year, I made a decision that every course that I develop is going to have a mindset training in it. Like I do it in, um, you know, in, the, in Russian for on the course so that people understand. Most of my audience are Russian speakers. Um, and um, I, I basically teach people how our brain works and uh, what, like, how how they can shift their mindset and their beliefs so that they can learn English faster, any language faster. And uh, I don't know, remember more words, et cetera, et cetera. So this is something that really uh, that, that, you know, we should focus on when uh, um, learning a skill. Yeah. We have to work with our thinking, with our mind first, before we really say that, okay, I cannot do this. Uh, I'm not capable of doing this. So that's um, my belief here. Yeah, I agree. And it's one of those things that's directly rewarding. Obviously, it's impactful. It's it's helping with communication and switching that mindset. Because like you said, coming to the U.S. and even being brought up, obviously, with the Ukrainian traditions here, it's, you know, that kind of Eastern European mindset where you're not, you don't really show emotion or really say how you feel, kind of good or bad. So I had to kind of break that stigma in terms of business, in terms of networking, to really communicate and get on people's level. Because oftentimes, if you're in a room, you may be happy and content, but then everybody thinks you're like, not interested or, or mad or angry. So I had to kind of get through it in, in the U.S. like that. Oh, I can I ask you a question instead? <laughs> how did you, I think it will be very interesting for people from other cultures um, how to switch to that uh, point where you feel that you're on the same page with English speakers in terms of the way you communicate and in terms of like culture? How did you how did you break that barrier? Uh, I think it's where I came in the U.S. So I'm in New Jersey, right, like 45 minutes from New York City. So it's like so many cultures and so many different things. So it's like a melting pot. So I think if I ended up maybe somewhere else where there wasn't that big of an immigrant community, just immigrants from different countries, I wouldn't necessarily uh, have done it. But I came here right going into kindergarten. So I had that you know, first like experience learning English naturally and natively, like what the children at that age would be learning. So the alphabet, you know, numbers, and I, I could experience it and communicate that within the class with, you know, my peers and then the kids kind of in my neighborhood that I, you know, played with. So I think, you know, I learned English in like that year because it was just that natural behavior. And obviously when you learn a language before a certain age, you don't obviously retain the accent. So I, I think it was natural for me. If I came here a little older, it'd be a little bit harder, but you know, in that sense, it was easy. 
Yeah, that's true. Um, if you're older, I think, uh, like, like I said, again, this is all in your head. Um, you ha just have to understand that you have to focus on improving not only your language skills, but also uh, communication skills. Because, you know, although a tech industry is really, really um, fast-paced, it's super modern, you know, so you might think that people working in tech are very progressive in the way they see the world and they see things. However, you'll be surprised. Uh, I have to deal with so many people who would say, like, number one, so many tech professionals, like developers, they would say, like, um, oh, you know, uh, my level of English is enough, although like he can, you know, say things in English, right. But is that effective communication with the client? No, you know, or, uh, a lot of people would not know what small talk is. And this is like number one business skill you need to have if you want to work with English speakers and not only English speakers, but like in Europe as well. So I still have to explain to people uh, that, uh, you know, those things are important and they're not only about English. They are a lot about communication and the way you see people and people see you. So, yeah, that's um, that's I would say that this is one of the biggest things that I have to explain to people, to my audience um, to kind of like persuade them because this is what I do. And this is what I like. Technically. I, I like the idea of uh, helping people change their lives because, um, I came to a conclusion that English is not your ultimate goal, right? For like, okay. So people come to me to learn English. Yeah. But they might think that, okay, Anna's main goal is to teach me English. This is not my main goal is to transform your life because once you have improved your language skills, you have a better job, more money, you can live anywhere in the world. You can relocate to, I don't know, better company, etc. So English is just a tool here. And in my case, it's not only English. It's also communication skills that uh, would all help people transform their lives and live a better life. So this is another, back to your question, what motivates me? This idea really motivates me because this is like some bigger, bigger mission that I have. And I, th that's my mission. This is my mission. This is what I tell. My, I am so happy that I found my purpose in life and the mission of making people's lives better through English. That's what I say. That's awesome. So what's one thing you may have seen as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? Um, well, like I said, I was... Um, I would say that it's not only the things that I had in the in the past. I would say that even now there are things that I constantly work on, and um, uh, like I said, it, it's it's uh, my it's you know it's a decision that you made like a, being a lifelong learner. But like I like I said, the weakness I I thought that I was weak on creativity. I was able to change that, and actually now. Uh, I have an in-house in designer for my company and she looks up to me, although I'm not a designer, but like, you know, I was able to train myself. I, uh, uh, the weakness that I had, like I did not, when I started business, I did not have any, um, you know, business education. So I had to learn everything. Um, and, but this is, this is what ent entrepreneurship is like, right? So like you have to learn things, like you don't have to be, um, a business person too. You don't have to have an MBA right away. I mean, you might later, but like at this point, I don't see the point for, I mean, I, I don't see the point of, um, doing that. Yeah. So, um, I would say that, uh, another weakness that I had at certain point in my life and the company, this is where um, I had to 
you know, change things and make instant decisions and uh, in order to grow. And that was like really, really tough for me. And I couldn't figure out what was it about. And it took like a long time. I was, my team was not really good and my employees were taking advantage of me and the company. Um, and the problem was that I later realized is because like I had to uh, turn my focus on the company and myself. And I was like thinking about, you know, pleasing the team more than focusing on company needs and clients needs. Uh, yeah. And uh, I've discovered that every uh, entrepreneur, I think it's a good idea to have a coach at certain time, at certain point, and, you know, um, as you go in your business. But of course, you have to be careful. You have to pick the right one. So uh, coaching is a great thing. And actually, when um, I uh, had a coach and I understood that this is something that I can do for my clients as well, like to be a, a coach as well for um, to help them like grow and to succeed better. Yeah, I agree. And it's one of those things like it's it's a process. It's a learning thing. Uh, when you start and you don't have any business experience, you kind of get got to get thrown in the fire and figure it out. And those mistakes, you need to go through those mistakes to really learn and become who you are and, and gain that expertise. Yeah, this is true. And um, another thing that I can say that um, you definitely have to be um I, like if you want to run your own company and uh, be like do your own thing, it's really important to remember that all the failures that happen um, in your life and like in your business life, they are just lessons. So that's how you treat failures, yeah, because you just learn from them. Because if you really focus on the failure as a failure, this is when you start going down and uh, you are emotionally drained, etc. And another thing that I can say about, you know, to founders is that it's really important to take care of yourself as a founder, to take care of your mental health, to take care of, um, like, you know, just to uh, watch so that, like, what, like, you know, observe things so that you don't get burned out. And um, that's, that's really important because as founders, we tend to think about other people a lot because we are responsible for so many people. And we tend to forget that ourselves are really also important. So this is another thing that we should keep in mind. Then you can balance between making yourself happy and making other people happy, like your team, your clients, etc. But like I said, this is all your personal growth and personal development. So if you want to be um, a successful um, entrepreneur, it's important to admit that you have to be um, an avid learner. That's that's a, that's a period end of a sentence. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, there's, that's why I had to, I guess when I turned 29 to 30, I got out of like a mindset, like a corporate mindset, because oftentimes like you're taught in school, you know, you get a job with a good company, you stay there for uh, 30, 40 years, you retire. And that's kind of like the dream, or at least that was kind of like the American dream. And then that wasn't what I wanted to do. I didn't want to just sit there and, you know, have not necessarily my ideas and like motivations like explored or, or run with different things. And like you said, fail in different things and and come to a, a place where I really knew what I wanted to do. So I think for me, I wouldn't have been 
as fulfilled, at, I think, in this part of my life and my career, if I didn't take that step in terms of, you know, getting into an industry, founding a company, having all these other roles at companies, and really learning myself and what I'm interested in, because I think it's a balance. Ideally, someone wants to do what they're great at and what they're passionate about. Oftentimes, obviously, that doesn't happen in life. Some people are very successful, but are miserable. So finding that kind of happy place is important. Yeah, this is true. And uh, once you uh, come to this conclusion, things are going to yeah, be like, things will seem easier than before. So yeah, that's a, that's a good point. But then again, uh, running your own business and being an entrepreneur is a fun, fun thing to do. It's just, uh, it just, it's the matter of how you perceive things. That's what it is. Yeah, it's super hard. I don't know if like if you ask me, Anna, would you start a business again? Like now at your age, I was like, um, I don't know, I don't know. You know, it's because I know it's so much hard. Um, but like, yeah, it's it's also fun. And uh, um, uh, like I said, you even if you are a small niche, you can always scale it. For example, in my niche, people would be like, um, who needs English in the United States? But did you know, like, I also work with American. Uh, uh, clients because they need to understand their outsourcing teams better, cross-cultural communication. So I also offer workshops to American clients because like they pay money and they want to work effectively in terms of communication. So yeah, it's just the matter. It's just the uh, matter of how people see things, you know, and uh, I really like how Americans um, perceive business and entrepreneurship, because Americans are more uh, open to ideas, to new ideas, yeah, because this is the mindset they have, like, if there is, there, there's no such thing as no, maybe there w- there is an opportunity, like, in Eastern Europe, you probably know that we are more, you know, uh, limited in the way we see things, and uh, we just uh, tend to complain more, and complain a lot, and blame other others for our failures, but this is what I learned uh, from Americans, and um, um, that's what I been that's what I've been doing in my life in my business. And I think this is what helped me to become successful. Of course, I'm not like the biggest company yet, although I I do plan to scale. Uh, we um, launched our online courses three months ago. We've been quite successful with that, and I was really happy because we even got first Polish and Chinese students on the course. So um, yeah, um, uh, hopefully we'll get more international students, not only from um, Eastern Europe, but from um, my biggest dream is Latin America at this point. Yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe some of uh, more Chinese or Indian uh, tech professionals who would like to improve their English and communication skills. Who knows? Yeah, that's awesome. I actually had someone a few months ago, the episode isn't live yet, but he uh, teaches English, but like conversational English and like it's situational, not out of a book. Like he has clients where like he he has actual conversations with them and builds them up that way. So I see that kind of like natural language learning, not obviously only in Eastern Europe and where you're targeting clients, but people are doing it all over the world as well. And it's more effective because it resonates and connects better. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so much opportunity out there. Yeah, I agree. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you? Uh, Of course. Yeah, I would be happy to chat on Instagram. Uh, My page is at 
English, it's like Anna N and English. So I combine it. Actually, my students came up with that name and it worked just fine. So it's English underscore. And also check out our website for English for IT. It's English for with the number for it.online. Um, and uh, if you're interested in uh, learning modern English, check out my english.com website i'll be happy to chat there but technically if you just uh, google my english name you will find me on soundcloud as well i do some podcasts about english and um yeah so i'll be happy to um chat with uh, you guys thank you awesome thanks again for stopping by thank you roman thank you thanks for having me this podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.